Hey everyone, and welcome to the South Carolina Grower Exchange Podcast. Every week, agents, specialists, and growers from around the state chat about what's happening in the field and discuss the latest crop weather, insect, disease, and weed issues, as well as timely reminders and information related to fruit and vegetable production in South Carolina. Remember, you can read weekly field updates and register for upcoming events by visiting the SC Grower blog at sccrower.com. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the South Carolina Grower Exchange. We're glad to have everybody back. We took a extended break, I'll say, um, over the holiday season, but we're looking forward to a brand new year of lots of interesting fun facts and field updates for you. So we'll get right into it this morning. Um, we've got a few agents from different parts of the state with us for some crop updates. Um, around the Ridge Midlands area where I'm at, we've got a lot going on in the peach fields. Um, well, we will have a lot going on in the peach fields when we dry up a little bit. We've had a crazy amount of rain in this area, as I know lots of people have had. Um, so it's pretty soppy wet right now, but we're still wrapping up, planting some trees um, right now. One thing I want to remind everybody that I'll also put in my crop update for the blog, um, as trees are being planted, just really check and make sure they're not going in too deep. Uh, that's something that we've noticed a lot. We notice that every year, but um, especially with these field conditions that are kind of soppy and wet, it seems like it's a little easier to get those trees a little too deep. Um, you don't want that dirt covering up that uh, graft union. So keep that in mind if you've got new trees going in on um, peaches or any kind of fruit trees. Uh, so lots of planting. Um, some dormant sprays are going out still. Um, we want to make sure that we've got good bacterial spot coverage starting um, and also getting those oils out for um, scale and other insects. Go ahead and getting those started. And then again, when it kind of dries out a little bit, we'll be starting to look at orchard floor management sprays going out as well. So things are starting to get busy. Um, we are not quite where we were last year at this time as far as accumulation of chill hours. Um, we're probably about 50 hours behind where we were last year. Um, so probably around 700 um, right now. So looking okay, a little short, but I think we'll be okay as long as we get a few more, um, a few more cold nights ahead of us, we'll be all right. But blooms will be moving really quickly. They're already starting to, the buds are starting to swell. So peach season will be here before you know it. But anyway, I'll let some of the other agents talk some more about strawberries, but I know that there's a lot going on with them right now too. Uh, Rob, you want to give us an update from your area? Thank you, Sarah. Things are pretty quiet down here. Um, we've got some disease, foliar disease in strawberries, particularly nominee um, leaf blotch. A lot of crops are starting to move forward. Um, 
you know, I did see some blueberries coming into flower yesterday. So we're going to need to think about frost protection in a lot of crops, be that blueberries, be that strawberries. And when we think about it, we're starting to come into February. So we're starting to think about maybe pushing some nitrogen and fertigation to those crops as we go through. But if we're going to do that, we really need to make sure that we're going to be six weeks away from harvest before we start. If we're starting to think about fertigation, then tissue testing becomes much more apparent. And obviously putting out row covers to promote that growth as well becomes a big issue. If you're going to look at doing that, then we need to keep scouting very closely for spider mites. I have heard some activity, particularly in, Ch in Charleston area. Um, if we put covers out, then we're obviously going to look at um, seriously, inc uh, significantly increasing the pressure from spider mites as well. Sanitation for any crop, uh, be that pruning in tree crops or sanitation of strawberries, is going to be really important. I did find some botrytis kicking around on uh, freeze-damaged leaves over Christmas that are still on the plants. So removing those would be really beneficial. And obviously, if you're starting to see flower buds in strawberries, we're still a little bit too early to want to push those. Remove those so they don't become a foci for disease later on in the season. Um, so I think really it's just a case of main, general maintenance and keeping an eye, keeping a close eye on crops as we go forward. Um, and managing water is also going to be an issue this week looking at it. So making sure we've got that good drainage uh, to prevent any additional root rots from where we're seeing crown damage after freezers. So I think that about covers it from me. All right. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, we've got about five inches of rain in let's see, in the past five days so far. So it's soppy. Zach, how about what's happening in your area? Yeah, I got my boat loaded up. Um, if it rains anymore, I might just hop in it and see where I end up. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's rained. It's currently raining. I think it's going to rain all day. So it's pretty soppy here, um, which is we picked a really good week to have our pre-print growers meeting uh, this week because it's wet. Nobody's going to be in the field. So hopefully we'll have good attendance there. That's Wednesday starting at 930 to about lunchtime. We'll feed you lunch, give you some pesticide credits. Um, I'm going to give a talk. Rob's going to give a talk. Um, our entomologist is going to give a talk about um, uh, resistance and insect management. And then Dr. Tony Kyeth is going to be talking about black rot in brassica. So that's a really good meeting uh, you guys don't want to miss. And I know you're not going to be in the field, so you don't have an excuse for not coming. So, um, But yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about strawberries, kind of to piggyback off what Rob said. Um, we have found a disease in, in South Carolina uh, that was, we found it on one farm last year. Uh, we're finding it on a, a good many farms this year. The disease is, I'm going to uh, butcher the name here, but Neopestulichopsis. Um, probably just going to call it Neopest um, for the remainder of this podcast. This is such a mouthful, but they found it in Florida in 2017 and 18, and it was pretty uh, devastating. It kind of wipes out the entire strawberry plant. Um, pretty quickly. It's a very aggressive pathogen. It has a lot of hosts. Um, and so we just knew it was a matter of time before we got it in South Carolina. Um, we got a lot of calls before Christmas of a, a leaf disease uh, that we're seeing on a lot of strawberry farms throughout the state. So Dr. Guido Schnabel came down um, and we sampled from all those farms um, from the upstate down through the PD in the Midlands, um, even down in the Charleston area. Um, and we kind of got some some good news. We thought it was the neopest, 
Um, we did find some neopest um, in those samples. Uh, what we're finding when we send them to the lab, uh, there's two kind of strains of this uh, pathogen. One is a more virulent, so it's very, very aggressive. And the other is still bad, but it's not as aggressive. And from some of the samples, we're finding that it's um, there's it's not the as aggressive strain um, of the pathogen. So that's really good, but you still can't let your guard down. Um, in these samples that we took, we did find the neopest, but it was at a smaller percentage um, than the other uh, leaf disease, which is Nomia um, leaf spot. And I think Rob referenced that. Um, and it's something that, you know, you occasionally see from year to year, but this year it seems to be very prevalent um, and somewhat more aggressive than, than I've ever seen it. Um, and it looks very, very similar to the neopest that we're looking for. So it makes it almost impossible to identify uh, between the two without sending it to the lab. Um, but either way, you need to be in your field scouting. You need to be able to look for it. Um, it's going to be um, lesions on the leaves, uh, kind of a circular lesion on the on the edge of the leaves, and it could even have like a V um, shape down into the uh, vein of the plant. Um, and where we, what we're really looking for is the fruiting bodies of the fungus. So there will be these little black raised spots um, on the leaf that you can actually see with your naked eye. So if you see that, you need to call us. We need to ship a sample off to the lab to figure out what exactly it is, um, if it's Neopest or it's Nomia, or maybe it's a combination of both. Um, sanitation, uh, cleaning the plants, getting those that pathogen out of the field by burning or throwing it away. Um, and then a very aggressive spray program. We've been recommending um, Firam um, and then going back in with a, um, a switch type product, a product called Switch. Um, right now. And as we move into the season, we're going to have to stay on a pretty aggressive program to, to keep those pathogens at bay. Um, according to some literature from NC State, once the weather kind of dries out and spring gets here, that pathogen usually isn't a huge issue in, in terms of, of plant loss and, and yield loss and that sort of thing. So fingers crossed, that's what we're going to see this year. So, um, but all that to say, we are finding it and a lot of these samples we did, um, we sent in crown and root uh, tissue as well. And we're finding a lot of Phytophthora, uh, which we deal with every year. With the rain, the wet, soggy soil that we have, I, I, we're probably going to see more losses from Phytophthora. So uh, with that being said, um, Ritamil, uh, Arondas, potassium phosphite type products um, are really going to help manage these diseases. I personally like spraying those better than running through the drip because when I spray them, I know that they're on the plant. Um, when you're running it through the drip and already wet bed, I often wonder how much of that product is actually getting taken up and, and translocated through the plant. So um, anyway, just something to think about. Um, if you are seeing some losses or have some wet areas in your field, it, it'd probably be a good idea to get out some products for the Phytophthora root rot. And I hope, Rob, Sarah, if you want to jump in, I hope I said everything correctly and, and didn't leave anything out. Um, this is a new disease for us, so we don't, you know, 100% know how to manage it, you know, where the recommendations and everything are uh, best recommendations that we have with the current knowledge and, and experience that we have. Yeah, I think you covered everything good as far as I know. I know we had a um, some agents and specialists on a Zoom the other day to 
get us caught up on this. So I know it's something new for me and I'm studying up on it um, just in case so we can be kind of vigilant and helping growers out in the field looking at stuff. But yeah, conditions are definitely going to be conducive to problems um, after all this wet, especially in those heavier soil areas. One thing that I would add is the My IPM app can be really good for helping with identification. So if you haven't got it, it's available on Google Play and uh, iPhones, iPhones as well. Rob, you always remember to remind people of the My IPM app. I, I think he's getting a kickback from it. I don't know. I always forget about that. Um, I wish. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I wish we were all getting a kickback from it. Um, it but yeah, thank you for that. Um, it is a, a very handy uh, tool that's right at your fingertips, and it's good, especially out in the field. Um, so you can look at stuff real time and compare photos. So thank you for that reminder. Um, Zach, thanks for, thanks for sharing all of the information on that with us um and then philip what's happening in in your area of the state well kind of like zach said uh, if, if we get any more rain here in orangeburg and calhoun i'm gonna need a rowboat um i think between uh last week and this week we've gotten a total of about seven inches of rain um it's been exceptionally wet even even for our uh heavy sandy soils it's been very wet. I, I was in a strawberry field last week and up to my knees in water. Uh, so Phytophthora uh, is, we're seeing that in a large scale this year. Uh, lots of growers of strawberries in my area have had that and we've been battling it with uh, K-Fight and Ritamil, um, Alliet, the a lot of the phosphates, uh, potassium phosphates and whatnot, um, and have seen pretty good results with that. Um, uh, we have found, as Zach and Rob have both mentioned, we have found um, neopestilosiopsis or neopest in our fields here as well. Um, and it's fairly aggressive. And from one week to the next, you can see uh, total crown decline or collapse. Um, and it mimics Phytophthora, uh, crown rot, and anthracnose. But if you pull a plant up, you'll have uh, very healthy roots usually, or at least that's what I've seen in some of the fields we've had here uh, that have been confirmed cases. Um, but the healthier the plant, uh, the less likely to spread as, and with uh, less rain, the less spread you see as well. Um, <clears throat> any kind of uh, foliar protectant that you could put out on your strawberries is a definite help to keep those fungal spores from spreading. Um, and as Zach mentioned, look for those little black uh, acervuli or fruiting bodies on the fruit or uh, leaves and the lesions. Um, other than that, blueberries are still being pruned. Um, we've, we're still seeing some crown injury in our strawberries from back in December, but not as significant as one would have thought. Um, still have some leafy greens hanging around from the new year. Uh, but those fields are soon to be terminated for the spring crops. Um, and uh, blackberries have been pruned, or if they haven't been pruned, they should be pruned within the coming week. But that's about everything for my area. 
No, can you spot on, man, on the pronunciation there? Can you can you hit us with the the the, the word again? <laughs> Neopestilosiopsis. Wow. I can I can I can't do it. Yeah, that's that's good. You get the gold star yeah. today. I just say Neo. I don't even go any further than that. And in fact, I've gotten several questions about it and everybody just takes a long pause and I'm like, oh, you're talking about Neo. I gotcha. I gotcha. So yep. Philo <laughs> gets the gold star. Thank you. Thank you for that pronunciation and and the update. Uh, so thanks everybody for joining in this morning. That was a good update. Um, good welcome back to the listeners. Um, and a reminder to visit the SC Grower blog and um, just keep an eye out for any upcoming events that are going on. I know we've got some um, some meetings coming up uh, in person and via Zoom. So make sure you check those out. Um, and sign up to get the blog so that you can get our field updates sent to your email. Um, promise we won't spam you. But if that's all from everybody, then we'll wrap up and call it a day and tune in next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank y'all. Good seeing y'all.